Yeah, I mean, what's really great is the DMs that I get on um, Instagram or the emails that I get. And that's really where it feels great. Um, of course, the likes and the views, great. You hit a viral video, awesome. But it's really like somebody DMing you that's like 18 being like, bro, thank you for recommending this book, this book, and this book. It's completely changed my whole outlook on like money and now I want to start investing and you know like to say that it, to be able to like maybe do that and inspire an 18 year old to do that or even like a 35 year old or you know it, it's like really nice and it's reassuring and it's very motivating for sure What's good, everybody? And thank you so much for tuning into episode 51 of Highly Invested, where we invest in ourselves, talk about personal growth, and we ask entrepreneurs and those practicing the financial independence retire early movement about the best investments they've made in themselves that help get them to where they are today. Hey, everybody. Today on the show, we've got a returning guest, the legend himself, the layman investor on Instagram and now TikTok famous Raul Rai. Raul was first featured on episode 15, and since then, he's focused most of his content creation on TikTok, amassing a following of 165000 on his financial education account at The Layman Investor, and 890000 on his personal and acting account, The Real Raul Riot. The man is a comic genius while remaining a patient investor, so we're going to catch up with, uh, with him and see how he's been doing. How are you doing today, Raul? I'm good, man. It's good to be back. Yes, thanks so much. It's, Episode this 15. is my this is my first recurring guest spot on a podcast, so I, I'm glad it's here. I'm honored, man. Awesome, because I think you were my first ever podcast interview. Was I? So now it's kind of coming full circle. It's very nice. Absolutely, only like six months too. It hasn't been that long. Yeah, November, right? Yeah, I was. I remember I was in New York when I when I talked to you. That's right, and we were able to move around and travel, and life was all different. Yes, yes, life was very different. <laughs> yeah, goodness. Well, are you making sure you get out of the house once in a while? Yeah, I, I have now moved on to taking walks every now and then. Good. Um, like a philosopher-style walk? Like a you... philosopher-style walk, exactly. <laughs> it's at like around 6 p.m. around this time, and I, I fold my hands behind my back. <laughs> like uh like a philosopher and then i take a walk listening to music wearing my mask it's very good for your posture man good for you yes, yes. What, what type it's of music true. are you listening to uh depends what i'm in the mood for sometimes it's like heavy metal like metallica sometimes it's like grunge like pearl jam sometimes it's um some indian music upbeat you know pop uh korean pop which i love oh K-pop. dude k-pop absolutely love love, love k-pop how did interesting how did you get into that k-pop yeah um back in high school we had a intercultural unity club and uh it was just a club about you know sharing your culture and whatnot and and we would have a variety show and uh we had some people with uh of korean descent i believe yeah and that's when i first heard korean pop this was like this this was before bts this was like when Big Bang was uh, was a big thing, so I, I really I really like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's so interesting because I lived there, right? So I knew of like just oh, like B one A four, Block B, or just and the the Wonder Girls. I think that's there was Girls Generation. They were oh, quite big for a while, but uh, oh, that's so that's super cool. It's 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 a very catchy type of music. Oh my god, and they're all just so attractive and pretty. Yeah, they're really good at that. Yes. And they can dance, they can sing, they've got catchy, you know, it works, it yeah. works. Awesome. And do you mix in some podcasts too here and there and switch it up every day? Uh, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, to be honest. But I do, I will, uh, like all that kind of podcast kind of content, learning content, I just consume through social social media. Yeah. TikTok. Yeah, mostly TikTok and YouTube. Nice. Yeah, YouTube has become my go-to education source, especially in 2020 with COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think there's so much to learn on your own Yeah. for free, and then it can point you in a direction where, like, you pay for a class or you, you know, you pay for a subscription to this thing. Or, you know, like, it, it, it can point you. It, it's like a great springboard for that kind of self-education. Yeah, that's true. That's a great point. Uh, sorry, I, I did just want to bring this up before. Did you know that TikTok or Microsoft is actually thinking about buying TikTok? 
Oh, that would be amazing if they did because now, you know, we can get away from this whole potential ban thing. Yeah, it would actually it, that that would work very well with it. So, anyways, yeah. it was just some breaking news six hours ago that it seems like they're in talks to buy it. So, I'm very curious what that price would be. Holy. Yeah, that's why you know I I'm kind of interested in uh, learning about options, right? And buying options and playing a little more of that speculative game in the short run to make these kinds of moves. Once you hear a certain piece of news that could you know increase, uh, ben- you know, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, be beneficial if you can play those uh, call options. Yes. And, like, hold on. So that's that's a game that I'm getting into. That's slightly different than uh you know just the pure long-term investing stuff yeah well i mean it's definitely smart to diversify i think we talked about this last time like obviously if you don't know what you're doing best to just use an etf or index fund but then like picking individual stocks you will always you can't go wrong if you can just find a company that's undervalued but then yeah there are all these new ways of also making side money that i haven't even opened myself up to yet but yeah and it's through tiktok that uh i'm kind of it's been illuminated to me. Really? Yeah, there are people on TikTok, like in the financial literacy field, talking about options. Like, I mean, they talk about all sorts of stuff, stuff that's kind of beyond me right now, but covered calls right. and that kind of stuff. And along with long term investing. So you make kind of short term money and then you can invest it right. in. So they kind of combine both worlds, which is, I think, a useful skill for me to get into. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I've been considering doing that too. It's it's just one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'll get to it, but yes, probably beneficial to know now. Same right? here. That and uh, e-commerce is something I'm very interested in. Nice. Yeah. Well, before I have a few questions about the merch, but on that note, yeah. who are some of these content creators that you're watching that are putting some of this stuff out? Danny Devon. Yeah. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. <laughs> then there's another fellow his name is steven ah, i don't remember his last name but his username is at call to leap okay he's really good you can find him on he's also on instagram they're they're all on instagram tiktok and youtube and um the main street wolf i believe that's his handle okay and then um if you're into crypto virtual bacon he's a very very he's he's canadian yeah yeah he's awesome awesome that's cool but no yeah on that note like i've heard of using options that this is a way that you can mm-hmm. almost print money when you just know that yep. the news is going to swing in that favor right so yep yeah um, it's a highly speculative game but yeah if you know what you're doing of course and you're educated and you know what to do and how to do it and when to time it then uh, it can be very very lucrative yeah well i started on this platform as well called option alpha i just want to plug it because mm-hmm. i had the guy on the show a couple episodes back kirk Nice. Um, he's awesome, but it's a free education platform too. So there might be some stuff on there where you'd want to check that out, but options, it, man. Yeah. Is it for, um, Canadians only or us only or no, it's for Americans mostly. I, I think it's more oh, or less you. just North America. Gotcha. And, uh, they have like three tracks. It's a beginner an intermediate and an advanced track. And then they have different strategies too. Wow, nice. Um, I, I started the videos last week. I just, I, forgot but um. yeah i was doing a course on thinkorswim they have free educational courses on options right i imagine that's and, pretty good because that's the platform yeah. you probably use yeah so it's it's just again getting around to it yeah all so day, many things day. to do oh. and how, how yeah how would you manage to make time when you're making content all day how many pieces of content do you try to put out it's crazy i mean like for my acting i put around 18 to 21 amazing and then uh, for the layman investor, put another nine a day. So that's like a total um, of almost 30. 30 pieces. Yeah. And then some days I double up and like I'm shooting a YouTube video at the same time for the acting page and like the uh, layman investor page. And then I'm also writing a blog for the layman investor page as well. So different days call for different things, but right. As long as I just stay consistent, it doesn't matter to me. As long as I get the numbers in and I make content that I can make on that day, yeah, you know, then I'm happy. That's it, man. Well, it's so important. And one of those things that I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but just gets drilled that more and more. There's just yeah. write down what you need to do. Write it down. Yeah. yeah. Plan that out. That helps. That helps. Yeah. Or just, you know, if you have the idea in your head, just riff it out and it's fine. And like, you know, some days are not going to be great. Some days you're not going to be on. Some days you're not. 
going to be that inspired to say something, but if you can just muster up the pieces of content and you can just put it out there, then it, it'll do you better than I think not showing up. Yeah, that's a great point, man. It's absolutely just showing up in this game. Yeah. Did you ever think as a kid that you'd be a content creator when you grew up? No, <laughs> For a of time? not at all. I mean, me as a kid, for, at that time it was about like either science or business so it was like probably medicine and then that changed so true what an extreme right like yeah that changed to then acting right and now acting is kind of morphed into acting and content creation through social media and investing and like the e-commerce game and then yeah education uh, like blogging and youtube like Oh my God, it's it's kind of incredible because I can do this literally single-handedly from my apartment. So that's great. That is really cool when you think that's, about it. That's the game changer for sure. And like, would you, how many hours a week would you say if you were working and getting paid like a salary or income that you're kind of, at least- For, for what I'm doing now? Yeah, just, just for like the content oh, yeah. part of it and all that, yeah. Uh, oh man, I mean, I'm probably putting in like six, seven hours a day but not taking any days off. Right. So seven days a week, basically. But that's great because you're kind of in yep. flow state, right? So you're just going yep. with it and showing up. Yep. And... yep. And the numbers ebb and flow. Like some days you add X amount of followers, then it's like half X and it's two X, three X. But it's, 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 it's about not getting caught up with the vanity metrics and putting yourself out there continually. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Well, you stay real through and through, which is the best part. So it's been great to watch you grow. Yeah try i try i'm trying man yeah no thank you and it, you definitely it's great um and like so how does it like the growth does it help fuel you and have you found that engaging with your community is also yeah. part of it yeah i mean what's really great is the dms that i get on um instagram or the emails that i get yeah and that's really where it feels great um, of course the likes and the views great you hit a viral video awesome but it's really like somebody DMing you that's like 18 being like, bro, thank you for recommending this book, this book, and this book. It's completely changed oh. my whole outlook on like money and now I want to start investing. And, you know, like to say that, it, to be able to like maybe do that and inspire an 18-year-old to do that or even like a 35-year-old or yeah, know, it's, it's like really nice and it's reassuring and it's very motivating for sure. Yeah, I bet those emails and those messages, because, I mean, you get a few of them here and there, especially with the financial literacy stuff, but yeah, it's like when you can show people and you get them to believe that they can take responsibility and do it successfully. Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's very fulfilling, for sure. Yeah. Now, and ha have you kind of watched TikTok evolve as like an educational platform, too? And how do you find, oh, yeah. how do you find it in that aspect? You know, I think it's like the one of the best educational platforms because the things that people will educate on is so diverse it's such a diverse yeah. ecosystem it's crazy it's yeah. and it's all video so it's all very um it's just so much more interactive than an instagram right. or a facebook or even a youtube because a youtube you can't just scroll you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it, yeah, it it's just it's the way easy, I guess. Yeah. The way TikTok is built, is just really great. And yeah. you can just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and you'll see someone dance. You'll see someone act. You'll see someone talk about finance. You'll see somebody talk about some motivational stuff, something about astrophysics, something about real estate, something about um, math, yeah. um, Excel. Like it's, and it's such a, youthful platform so if you're going to educate on it you have to find a way that is much more engaging so you know the financial literacy content right. up there is like these financial literacy guys and gals like doing skits or like dancing but they can't really dance or act but it's still funny because they're trying to tie in financial literacy into something that's just you know ridiculous but it's creative and so it makes it much more engaging right and so the learning process, you, you plant the seed of financial literacy in a much more engaging way, yeah. which then will propel the consumer of the content to then to be more interested to take it upon themselves. Yeah, it's so true. And if like you're watching these people that are become like 
figuring out a way to be this creative and get the point across. Yes. It just like makes me and, laugh. Yeah. And talk, talking about something that's traditionally very boring. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And, Cause there's a lot of days yeah. too where you can get demotivated, but like it just show up and uh, yeah, it just makes me think yeah. I got to get a lot more creative with mine too. Cause I, I, I think with my content, I try to just be very educational, which is good, but doesn't even that sometimes works like yeah. you never really know what's going to work if you just say the right thing at the right time but to be able to do that you just have to consistently do it yeah and again it'll ebb and flow and like your content will change as your perspectives change and your taste changes so that's what i've you know it's a, it's definitely a process good yeah that's it you you have to love it are you like and you're having fun as well obviously yeah 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 definitely i mean some days are a little tough but it's always very you know because you show up and you do the work it's always that productive feeling is very nice yeah definitely and so with with some of your inspiration do you have any any places where you draw from that or like obvious like i know what you mean in a way where it kind of just comes out but is it a lot of curated stuff from from tiktok that you see as well or different ideas um, in terms of like how I get my content, just to be able to put out thirty a day. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So I do. A, so on my acting stuff, I do a lot of um, lip syncs. Yeah, okay, voiceovers. Yeah, voiceovers. Lip um, and then, like, if an original idea will come to me, then I'll do it. I'll just put it out. I try not to censor my ideas. So if if an, I just once I have the idea and it makes me laugh, right. Then I'll put it out before I've overthought it and overanalyzed it and then just doubted it. That's and, so pure, uh, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and sometimes it fails. Like I have content right. that just fails on the daily, <laughs> and then I have some content that works. And then it's, you know, yeah, it, it's just, again, it's that process. Like you just have to yeah. keep putting stuff out. And then you consume content, and you're like, oh, I could try this. I could try that. That's interesting. I can learn this. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really cool to watch you take that over. And like, do you find it? Um, I, I, you posted the other day, there was a, um, a video of Chamath. Um, forgive me. I can't oh, yeah. I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah. You know how to I. say it? <laughs> no, you no, don't. I, I actually don't remember. Um, Polyhepatia. Chamath Polyhepatia. It sounds like it's probably, yeah. but um, the, the skills over degrees factors that I know just, you're definitely, yeah. um, you're, you're kind of vocal. Like, like I am about how education is just, been slow to innovate and yeah i just what i'm realizing is like these giant institutions like the government or like the education system or like hollywood like these big juggernaut things bureaucracies right yes, yes these bureaucracies are not nimble enough to actually uh adapt to how the real world is actually working because it's the real world just moves it like yeah. there is no bureaucracy in the real world like it just moves it just it's this is what it is now because people adapt and people just create and whether you're ready to absorb it or not it's just going to happen so if we keep relying solely on bureaucracies to be you know our source of knowledge then we're going right. to be in trouble yeah, I totally agree. And like just with YouTube, with TikTok, there's so many ways to get you interested in these subjects yeah. that you were never interested in before. Like these bureaucracies, like the education system is really screwed, I think. If they don't adopt and adapt, if teachers don't adapt and adopt. I think that's a good point. Like the teachers almost in the way too. Yeah. And then they're like, just going to blame the bureaucracy and they're going to, they're you know, it, it becomes this. Back and forth. Yeah. yeah it's so it's this feedback loop of just scapegoating. And it's yeah. nobody realizes as they're scapegoating that they're completely missing the point and they're completely wasting their time and energy. Right. And it's so unfortunate because a lot of these teachers go in there and they want to teach. They want to make yeah. a difference. They want to do a good job, but then they get into this tight, restricted environment where they yeah. can't. So Exactly. So then they just want to go collect a paycheck. And now it's... Yeah. And, and it's the same thing for like artists in Hollywood, I think. I mean, in the field sure. that I'm in, it's like, it is, it's a restrictive thing because you're relying on somebody else to audition you and then cast you. But there's this whole other set of platforms yeah. where you don't need to wait. Yeah, it's the middleman. And so then it becomes, yeah, exactly. You cut out the middleman and you create on the platform at your leisure, at your discretion, and what you want to do, you do for the most part. 
you know, as long as you fit the guidelines of the platform and you don't break it, then you won't get taken down. But again, the, 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 the bureaucracy is much less, but it's just then it's a question of how much responsibility you want to take and whether you want to, again, like show up day yeah. in, day out and churn out 20 pieces, 30 pieces, another 10, another this or that. That's true. Like it's the power is going back to the people and that's absolutely it. It's like yes. the power is now in your hands. What are you going to do with it? Yeah, and the thing about power is it's, it's, or even the power of choice, right? Yeah, yeah. But power and responsibility go hand in hand, or power and ownership go hand in hand. They're not hmm. separate. So you can have more power, but then not want to take responsibility. Like you can't want power, but be will, but scapegoat. You can't do two at the same time because they don't go together. But power, if you want more power, you have to take more ownership. You have to take more responsibility whether that's in finance and your money or your own success in your career, it's power right. equals responsibility, just like energy equals mass. That's true. It's like its own little feedback loop. Yep. In a way. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. And no, I mean, it's just, when you look back on, on, on how things change so quickly and it literally has, and not, you yeah. know, three months ago, four months ago, we're like, okay, well, maybe we'll be back to work in a month and stuff. And yeah, You'd be like, oh, I don't want to be naive or anything, but like, it's been four months still yeah. working from home. It's just like, well, the world has fundamentally shifted, and like, yeah, and it's 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 illuminated my eyes to the importance of going digital and having some yeah. version of your what, what whether it's yourself um, or your business, whatever business you're in, right. having some digital online version of it. Yeah, the footprint to real estate on the internet. Yes. So yeah. to understand that and to be tech literate, let's say, like social media literate, internet literate, um, that's just as important with financial literacy. Right. Oh, that makes for a very deadly combo for the century. Oh, yeah. If you're tech literate, financially literate, and business literate, so you understand marketing and selling, right. and then you combine those three skill sets with the skill set of your actual profession teacher, right. lawyer, plumber, whatever. Yeah, you'll never you'll never need a stimulus check ever in your life. That's a that's a great point, man. I'm yeah. I'm really glad we were able to kind of get to this aspect of the education part too and like well, I just wanted to say so on that note, are you if you don't mind sharing, how is it going monetizing or is that something you're pushing really tough or you're just trying to enjoy the Yeah, that's something I'm exploring um right. on the acting side um some brands have come up to me, but it's not really that interesting. But that's something I would like to explore. So I've talked to my team of like reps to see, you know, how we can maybe get the right people to get the right brands, and then yeah, that way. It but what, that align with like what you're, what you yeah, want. yeah, yeah. Um, another way that I, I'm monetizing currently, and then developing and learning more about is e-commerce and merchandise. So I yeah. do um, print-on-demand. Um, merchandise through Printful. And do you have a site for that or can you send me a link? I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, I have a Wix account, uh, e-commerce store in Wix. Okay. Um, so you can see my merch there. But uh, currently I'm what I'm going to buy a shirt, Raul. I, I got it. <laughs> uh, that's, that's very kind of you. But, I, but uh, e-commerce is really interesting because I'm learning about uh, sales funnels and, and a company called ClickFunnels. And nice, sales, yeah. yeah, sales funnels seem to be like the future of online biz and how to and and it's a it's a great way to like provide more value to your customer while and and as a result you can you and your company can rake in a little more revenue and profit so then you can create that positive feedback loop where you're making more money so you can make more offers to make more money to then make more offers to your customers and make more give more right value. and like automate the process too yes right? automate the process and and offer them stuff while they're buying that is useful to them mm -hmm. as because you get one shot in a way and and it's it's hard enough to get people to pay yeah it's it's probably doubly or exponentially harder to then get them to pay again yeah exactly and that's right. i think the, the upsell is a big thing in that game as well but yes so, so it forces you as the supplier and the and the business owner to think about value and how you can if if you're going to upsell, how can you upsell and get them to spend more money, but 
you have to create more value. Yeah. So you can't just rip people off, which I think is great because it holds the suppliers a little more accountable to what they're selling and how they're treating their customers. It's true. Yeah. So, so I'm talking a lot about this book called Dot Com Secrets, which is linked to ClickFunnels and whatnot. Right. And uh, that's a that's a book. Yeah, that's a book I talk about a lot now because I'm in the middle of it, and I think it's literally the best book I've bought this year. And then there's a trilogy attached to it. But really, I did the uh, One Funnel Away challenge last March, actually. Yeah, I'm actually going to start it like in a week or something. Okay. I'm in the middle of like. Uh, a course on click funnels but I, I i don't know like i just think well, it's it's amazing yeah it's a, it's a great platform i just i wanted to recommend or just to to put a to bring up something similar to it have you heard of hubspot no so hubspot is a crm uh-huh. uh crm stands for something customer relationship manager or management but basically it puts everything in together in one place so like any inbound leads uh, it's kind of like a sales platform, yes. but they do have like, uh, you can make funnels with it. I just brought it up though, because today right. I literally started an inbound sales course for free on it. Oh, nice. And so it's just kind of the idea of the first video and it just hit me and I was like, wow, as if like I did the one funnel away challenge last year and it got me doing the funnels and I tried that with the ebook. It didn't work, but what it did get me doing was putting up a story every day, um, mm-hmm. showing up, right. It got me doing all these different things. Yeah, but then the this inbound sales video today was instantly just like a majority of salespeople are just doing it the wrong way. Like they're trying yeah. to sell a box, like a boxed yeah. item to someone when it's like now you literally have to mold it to the buyer. Not that it has nothing to do with the seller. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's a game changer, I think. Yeah, and like that—that's the thing. You almost have to collect the data and then figure out how you're going to customize it. Yeah, exactly. Like you got—I got to take a shot with it. I don't know if it's gonna work, but it's definitely worth trying. And so that's how I want to launch the next uh, design that I'm working on. Want to launch? I've been kind of putting it off so that I can put it through a sales funnel and see if I can add more value to customers in their buying experience and make it much more fun and customize it so it's a little more personal and then we'll see what happens yeah i think you'll be able to tell fantastic stories using their like sequence too yeah yeah that's awesome yeah yeah. i'm looking forward to that everything just takes time you know you can't do it it doesn't take a week unfortunately it takes sometimes several weeks and then you you try there's a a steep learning curve yeah (laughs) it's so much testing that that's really it and it's like i guess yeah. If if you if you're not actively doing it, you don't realize what goes into it. But you, yes. you know, you or I, the person that's also putting in all this work and effort, you can make it fun if you know what you're yeah. doing it for. But um, yeah, you no, know, that that's really cool, man. Good luck with it because it's it's a uh, it's a tough game. I and mean, like, would that be your first time running any paid ads as well? Yeah. Then that's the next game that I gotta figure out is paid ads and. So, so it, it's kind of leading me down this rabbit hole, which I think is a worthwhile place to just explore because... Yeah, be a sponge and just not, like take it in. Yeah, it's, it's not going away. Like that's how I got into social media. It's just not going away. Right. It's just here to stay. And the sooner you can just get on the train, then you're going to be more prepared for the next iteration of it. Yeah, that's a great point. Right, the next evolution of it. So when VR comes out, it's not going to be like, I'm not going to have as much of an ego around it because that's just the next iteration of what's already happening. Yeah. And that's what's so, it's so interesting and so true that like there are so many people that have VR goggles and part of their day is just putting on the VR and chilling at night where like, think of how few people, how few people actually do that. Yeah. And then when it becomes a little more scaled up and then every, it's like just TikTok, nobody if you rewound like six months ago to January, nobody was on. None of my friends were on TikTok. Now right. they all want to be on it because they all have some business idea or they just want to get in. Or, But it's kind of just more saturated because that's how quickly things move. Yeah. I have noticed how big it's gotten and how much more people are on. So it's like perfect timing that you got on there and I've started getting on there too. Yeah. I mean, even if it's not, it's just worth being on because then you can learn and you can then be ready for the next thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so right? true. That's and, just a marathon. And typically that's where the opportunity lies. So it's like, yeah, yes. you got to have, what is the, what's the word in the business cycle? There's always like the first early adapters, I think it's called. Yeah, the, uh, the um, yes, first movers advantage. First movers and then, yeah, and then it goes in that sequence. But uh, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, and oh, I wanted to ask this one. Any luck finding a socially distanced date yet? Have you been, uh, how have you been treating the dating um, game right now? Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been interesting um, to say the least. Yeah, I've I've gone on some virtual dates. They've been wonderful. Uh, it just Good. sucks that uh, they're just virtual. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, really tough. It's not the same energy, right? No, it's yeah. I mean, no, it's not. I mean, being in person with somebody is always going to be much better. Yeah. But uh, but it's it's better than nothing. I mean, I've been Facetime with family and friends as well, so. That's been a great part of it. Yeah. Catching up and actually yeah. getting so, so that's a way to kind of um, just kill some time yeah. and relax. Yeah. Stay connected. Have a, have a drink. Yeah. Have a drink with like my parents or my brother and just like chat. And that's right. Are they in New York too? Yeah. They're in New York. Good. So yeah, it kind of makes it feel closer, especially with just the atmosphere. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. 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 Now, despite all this going on, has your investment strategy changed at all, Raul? Uh, no, I'm still buying and holding my index funds. Um, I'm Good still man. buying and holding my crypto. But well, you're just learning now. You're kind of automated that and learning the new route. Yeah. So now, uh, so so the index funds are still the same. Crypto is still the same. It's just finding different coins to like now invest in. Uh, one thing I do want to get into on crypto is uh, DeFi, which is, uh, I believe it stands for, De- I don't know what it actually stands for. I'm guessing it stands for like decentralized finance. So basically you can loan out your coins, your stash of coins and get like a really solid interest rate. So like, oh, really? Yeah, wow. we're, talking, we're talking about like, you know, almost 10%, 9%, something like that. Interest. So... I don't know exactly how it works, but I've seen, again, people on TikTok talking about it, like Virtual Bacon talks about it. Right. And some other players talk about it. So that's a game I want to explore. Um, and then... Um, Sorry, you said that was DeFi? DeFi, yeah. Okay. That, that's kind of what the what that game is called. Like uh, I'm guessing it stands for decentralized finance. Like you're financing somebody else's venture yeah. with your coins and you're staking some coins and then they're paying you back with interest. And interest rates right now are quite high, of like you know double digits sometimes. And right, who's lend, who's lending money right now? Probably not many people. And if they do, they'll jack. That yeah, up. or just it's just another way to get lending that okay. is again not decentralized. But I mean, sorry, not You're centralized. Not centralized, right? And uh, I just I just don't know how the game works per se in terms of collateral or whatever insurance. Right. You know, but that I think. Again, it's like uh, what do they call it? Crowdfunding or uh, yeah, um, I've there's another one for loans that I yeah about, yeah yeah but... yeah yeah yeah. It's that whole game, but in the crypto space. Okay, interesting, man. It's that's that's what fascinates me. It's like these concepts that they've come up with, and just in case yeah. something happens to the dollar, where I mean, yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. That's why I think crypto is really interesting. Um, yeah, it's just a digital version of everything we have in reality, but it's just going to be governed differently be governed by the people yeah for the most part that's so cool and i well i remember seeing virtual bacon talk about what he thinks ethereum is going to be at a thousand by the end of the year yeah i really hope he's right because uh <laughs> I've, I've always been invested in ethereum right. but you know i really hope he's right that would be freaking awesome i hope so too well it's funny because I, I i've owned them since 2018 i just put it away once that whole craze yeah. stopped and yeah, yeah. um yeah. Yeah, I the, mean, the moment he said that though, I thought of like, should I buy some more quickly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I was kind of tempted as well. Um, but it's on, it's on. I mean, crypto's on a bull run right now. Just everything is, yeah, really just going up, and it's great. And then you have like people who talk about, you know, Bitcoin hitting a hundred k, and it's like, it it never stops. The speculation never stops, which also makes it kind of interesting and exciting. Yeah, but that's why I'm kind right. of using the same dollar cost average strategy into buying at least Bitcoin uh, month to month and just putting in some money. Um, and then if I have some lump sum available to me and I want to make a move, 
uh, I do. But more or less, my strategy is is uh, is the same. But really, the the focus now, what I'm realizing is the shift has to now now go towards trying to build um, more income, so that I can become more aggressive with the moves that I'm already making. Right, you know? and that's where options actually plays probably a great. That's point. where options play. That's where this e-commerce stuff plays, and sales funnels plays, and. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe DeFi could play. Like, I, it's just now it's about I'm financially literate for the most part. I have yeah. a system in place. Now it's just going to be a function of my income. If I make $10,000 a month, I can just more aggressively do what I'm already doing. Yeah. And get there sooner, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's the game now is my focus is now a little more towards on the income side of how I can build my income and my income streams and, and make them diverse enough and uh, lucrative enough so that I can get more aggressive. That's smart. I think I really need to read that crypto assets book. And uh... Yeah, I mean, it's a great blueprint for how to kind of assess a uh, crypto. Well, just a future, a uh, crypto like a, future, which I think is probably yeah. inevitable. So it's just good to have that basis for sure. to at least make yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think it's everybody has their opinion on it, but I think it's worth reading and learning about. Yeah, why not? Exactly. It's it's like you say with the click funnels, it's just going in and observing yeah. and being like, okay, what what's good out of this that I can apply to yeah. what I know? And uh, Exactly. That's it. Um Awesome, man. So I did want to ask, I got the three big questions for my guests, but mm -hmm. I actually wanted to switch it up a little bit and ask you if you wouldn't mind sharing three big mistakes or failures that yeah. You know, maybe at the time seemed really bad or seemed like the end of the world, but actually ended up being, you know, worthwhile and, and yeah. Um, just overall. Yeah. Like, well, how I worded it was three of your biggest mistakes or failures. We're trying to think of three things that, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah. Um, so, sorry, three, three, three big mistakes or failures that helped get you to where you are today. Yeah. So, like, I think, I think one of them for sure was um like not getting serious enough about social media early enough and uh you know like if i could do college all over again right. i just would have spent a little more time like i have no regrets but i just would have spent a little more right. time learning about social media that's a great point instead and, of like kind of getting tagged in photos yeah it's like being a supplier of content that's it a creator and not a consumer yeah, and right. like just just giving a little more respect to the content creators and not buying into the noise of what the public is saying is like, why are these people famous? Why are they always saying selfies? Why are they always this? Nah, nah, nah. Hey, She's good not call. Even that funny. He's not even yeah. that funny. He's not even that talented. But there's something happening that they're tapping into that because of our judgment we don't see. So I kind of wish I was a little more um, open-minded about social media back then because then you know it's like compound interest you just take advantage of it sooner it's just better yeah it's like imagine you can get the handle on instagram that's like earth and then yeah yeah or just thinking of that i that's one thing when i started getting so involved i was like how did i not how did i miss this yeah. getting domain yeah. names or collecting yeah. space exactly 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 that's a great yeah. one man thanks yeah like the whole internet just the all of the internet yeah. Just to get more involved with it sooner. That's such a good point. And like not, not just using it or consuming from it, but understanding a little bit more about how it's mm -hmm. going to affect literally yeah. the entire future. Yeah. So that's definitely one thing. And then that's a good point. You know, I think like like again, like all the financial literacy stuff that I was reading in 2019, just if I could just have found them a little sooner. That would have been nice. That would have been really nice. Third thing, I don't know. Um, I don't really know. Probably just like, you know, like not going out as much and not, I don't know, not uh, getting so hell bent on fitting into like how everybody else is sp spending their weekends and just kind of being okay with wanting to do my own thing. If that means just reading, if that just means building something or that, just like taking more risk on my own time and not feeling bad for it because I'm not spending time with my friends or my family. 
but like having spending spending the time that I'm spending now in experimenting, just doing everything, just doing that sooner. Yeah, no, I mean, thanks for sharing that too, because that that's an interesting one. If you I imagine anyone can almost look back on their life and realize that there were times where they were just doing their own thing without realizing it, yeah. but then they're like, oh, I'm going a bit out of line. Maybe I should pull back to what I'm used to, right? Yeah. Go right back into that comfort zone. Yeah. And I guess in a way with, with COVID, I mean, obviously it's tragic that there's death involved, but it's... It's definitely eye-opening. It's definitely been eye-opening, exactly. It's and, you know... All this self-reflection that people have to do and... and um, Gosh, yeah. And how, like, how have, you, how have you been with that? Is that something that's been um, I'm, a big part of Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's gotten tough at times, but, like, I'm very naturally okay and i enjoy my own company that's good yeah and i enjoy solitude more or less so for me i don't think it's been as difficult as maybe for some other people that like need to be around people all the time right need to be out and about and need to be outside and you know like and uh, so for me it's it hasn't been i don't think as traumatic as maybe to some other people but that being said, even at times for me, it's uh, it would be nice to just go to a bar. It would be nice to just yeah, you know, go out somewhere, have dinner outside, and uh, it's like just but it's just okay. have like a random conversation too, even one. Yeah, yeah, or just like go on a walk without a mask on would be nice, but obviously we shouldn't do that. Yeah, right now, but no, it, it's but it's, it's okay. a good time to to help people or to just reflect on and realize that yeah exactly everything is energy everything's gonna flow there's gonna be good there's gonna be bad yes. yeah. and, uh, no because it's true I mean fundamentally I, I've actually been fortunate and I just try to be grateful because my situation is actually okay yeah but then there's still those just days where it's like it's really just almost my own mental but Yes. Something you just have to literally. <laughs> yeah, I've realized this whole thing is just, a, it's just a mental game. Like, yeah. Thing, right? Life is just probably more mental than it is physical. Yeah. It's completely mental. And if your mental game is off, then um, a lot of things are going to spiral. Then you can lose, con- you're a lot more prone to losing control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you read Atomic Habits? No, but it's I feel really like I should. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, well, I just saw this quote on just what you mentioned. I had it written down, but it was like, missing once is an accident, but missing twice is the start of a new habit. There you go. Oh, that's very true. It's a good, it's a good read. I have a, a PDF. I can send it to you. Uh, I'll send it to you after this. But yeah. um, just another one of those effects of, of compounding, though, right? Showing up. It's just the uh-huh. difference that it makes. It's so big. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And so uh, are you investing in any gold as well? Um, I, I was buying some silver, I don't remember when the last time it was, a couple of months ago, but I didn't have access to gold from the broker that I'd used, so I just bought some more silver. Um, okay, nice. But gold... Precious metals seem to be good in these times, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what, uh, people say, um, and, I mean, depending on who you talk to, um, but I, I, I do believe the importance of precious metals, I, I think, uh, gold and silver they're like the most perhaps original um i don't know maybe original long-term form of money mm-hmm. right so you know i mean I've, I've read this book the road to ruin by jim rickards yeah i actually i read that one recently i yeah so he talks a lot about gold and the importance of it and whoever really controls it gets to control the money system which is why the banks get to dictate the money system so I think I think there is some use to having gold in a portfolio. I think it's useful to invest in it and explore. Again, it's like one of those things. Just read the content as to why it is good mm-hmm. as opposed to just listening to the people that say it's not. Yeah. Listen to the other side of the story. It's so important. Yeah. Um, and like, do, do you happen to know though right now, is the U.S. the largest holder of gold? Or I've, I've been hearing that China has been trying to buy some. I know China's just been hoarding gold over the past decade or so. Interesting. They've been buying a lot of gold. Maybe they have some ideas. Yeah, goodness. Yeah, I mean, I think they all under all bankers to some degree must understand that the world is run by them, and so yeah. whoever owns the most gold gets to call the real shots. Yeah, it's so true. The quote: oh, James Clear. I think he's the author of that book, but. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Interesting. So, right, sorry, when you say that, the owner of the gold is the one who gets to call the shots. Yeah, like they get to control the money. They get to control what happens. Like, like if gold they really control kind of the story of what yeah. we're gonna use, right? But who else are you gonna trust? I, I like you're gonna trust the wealth, like to create the next money system. Well, I don't know. I mean, then crypto comes into play, and it's like, well, no, it's not backed by anything, but people's but the actual blockchain. So I don't know. That's why, you know, it's important to understand both sides of the so story. Have your money but to me, money. to me, yeah, to me, gold and real estate are like post-apocalypse, like dark ages kind of assets that are like, like preparing for the dark ages. Right. That's how I see them. Um, especially gold, like real estate, at least, at least you have rental income if you do it properly. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm talking like gold is probably good to have if we're talking about the end of like end of Roman end of Empire currency. Kind of yeah, exactly. A collapse yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned though, because you said something about the, the wealth uh, because yeah, it's like who ha whoever has the wealth does make that control. And it, that almost makes me wonder because like, do you though, as an investor based on what you've, what you've learned so far about fiat currency and like the U S dollar, mm -hmm you still feel like it's safer to at least own some sort of an asset that gives you share ownership versus the cash dollar in it? Does that make uh, right. sense? Right, so like owning an individual company? Yeah, or just like, do you, do you feel safe having your money in the stock market? Yeah, I don't... It's just I, because I, it's invested more in the company. Right. right? It, yeah, sorry. Um, I don't mind it because I believe in the bounce back. So that that's basically... That's the risk with index funds. That's the game you're playing, yeah. right? That's that's the bet you're taking is that there's going to be a bounce back in that, well, if we're talking about the S&P 500 index fund, then you're we're talking about a bounce back basically in American business. Right. Right. So that's that's the bet. Now, will it happen? Well, it's been happening for the last 70 something years. Doesn't guarantee the next 70, but I'm willing to take that bet. Yeah, right. And it's just almost like when I look at the stock market too, and it's like, well, you know, if, if if the wealthiest people in the world have most of their, or if a lot of the wealth is concentrated in here, it's almost better to have it in here than not. Yeah, that and real estate, like, that, yeah, you know, you can't say it's going to last forever, but you know, there's so many factors that are out of your control that whatever you can control, you might as well focus on. And while the going is good, just take advantage of it yeah while you can yeah and, and, and then, those bounce backs exactly just keep being yeah. there for those like like to me stocks are just an important like stocks real estate uh bonds um like these are important ecosystems that if they actually collapse to zero then it's the end of basically modern of finance financial, yeah yeah you're right yeah like stocks can't go out of business be, companies can, but stocks as an environment of uh, as an ecosystem of assets, it's not that they can't go out of business. Or they can't go out of. They uh, still have value, though. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because they 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 grease the wheels of business and they create wealth. They create wealth for the individual. They create wealth for the company to then reinvest in themselves and create products. And yeah, it, 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 it's the lubricant for the whole system. Stocks and bonds. Bonds is another way for them to do it. Yeah. Um, real estate is another way for people to create wealth. Like these are all systems that if they fall to zero, literally collapse to zero, then we're talking about the, I think we're talking about the end of, you know, t end of modern time. It's, it's yeah. basically the collapse of the Roman empire and going into the middle ages. Yeah. The dark ages. And even in the middle ages, I think the people who won out really were the landowners and people who had gold. Right, it's people that it, you're right. It put their money into something else that still had value. Yeah, so that's why you diversify it that way if right. you can. Because my thought about the individual company is like, if you still own shares and the U.S. dollar were to collapse and go down to zero, you know that that company might, like, let's say it's it's Apple for example, mm -hmm. maybe fifteen percent of their total value is just their cash. Yes. And if you were to look at everything else they still have tangible assets that now 
could potentially be bought with some other sort of meaning right. of the king. Yeah, right? I see what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. So, so in that way, it is more beneficial to actually own stock yes. than to own cash if stuff does go to complete zero. But like again, yeah. I just don't think that's going to happen yet. Yeah, I mean... The greatest there, show is not meant to end, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> I think... Yeah, and that's why you have to balance between having something in cash and then something in the actual assets... Which is why, again, if you can just get, if you can just keep increasing your income, then you'll always have income to then use to buy assets. Yeah, and income streams. Income streams too. Yeah, so if you have multiple income streams bringing you in cash, then you don't always have to worry necessarily about hoarding the cash. um, Unless you want to really like hoard some serious cash and deploy it come crisis time or pandemic who can really do that but yeah hoping on the bounce back yeah i mean like guys like warren buffett do that Um, right exactly for for, for this year because exactly the last 10 years it's been like a a fairy tale land where prices just keep rising and everyone's just spending debts just flowing out like wild but then it's warren buffett who's got all his money that he can deploy it now and it's it's just so interesting how yeah when the The tide goes out and you see who's been swimming naked and yeah i mean that's why investing is not just a science it's an art it is, so man i, I hear you, you get sorry i'm just i'm hearing get, a lot more people say no, that now yeah because you have to play the game the way you want to play it you once you understand this the, the game itself and the technique and the right. stock market real estate market technical analysis or fundamental analysis the 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 greeks for options the this for that and then that for this then it's about you get to choose what you how and what you want to do that's so man isn't it amazing how a couple of years ago we were just a few kids that picked up a couple finance books and then you just go down the rabbit hole and once you learn about money you're just like oh my god this thing never ends (laughs) yeah and then you add your own take on it and your own then you start to develop your own opinions and then you start to develop your own strategy and then you add to it, you take away from it. Right. It's just, um, it's a process. It's exactly that. Yeah, definitely. That's why you just keep showing up day in, day out and not try to time the market. You just spend time in the market of your own self-development. Yeah, no, that's so true. Um, have you noticed, so I wanted to ask this, have you noticed any uh, inflation in prices in your area? Here in not oh I haven't really actually paid attention to that. Um, I what I have noticed is price fluctuations in meat. So like there's some weeks that the turkey that I usually the ground turkey that I usually buy it's just at like two ninety nine a pound. Other weeks it's like at five ninety nine a pound, and then chicken chicken drumsticks are like at <laughs> four ninety nine. Like that's what I've noticed. So I've noticed. So I've I've I found myself like oh dude it's at two ninety nine. I'm just gonna like four of these packages right <laughs> so that's how it's kind of affected me um and the meat section is where i've really noticed it because things go on sale off sale higher price this price that's where i've noticed uh fluctuations in price gotcha okay because i i actually have not noticed it very much but the i like last week i had a cheat meal and i got mcdonald's one night because i just had to eat food and yeah I got three junior chickens, which are usually $6 and something, and they were $8.49. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. not a big deal, but when, like, it just makes you think long term, right? It's like, well, what's going to happen yeah. with printing out all of this money and prices and stuff? Yeah, yeah man. Oh, fascinating times that we're living through. Uh, are you reading any good books right now that you can recommend? The Dot Com Secrets by Russell Brunson, which is about uh, sales funnels and marketing online and, and building that. Um, I think that's the real book that I'm in the middle of. I'm actually looking at my bookcase and trying to see any new books. I haven't been reading as much this year as I have last year, but this year has been more about the experimentation, implementation of what I've been learning. Right. Yeah. No, that, that's so important. It's, it's, it's like taking action, right? Finally on everything that you've been yeah. saying. Yeah. I think that's what I'm realizing is a little more important right now to take action on the stuff that I know. And then find other avenues to learn. Good. And do you still find time to rest, though, and have downtime? Yeah. I mean, uh, usually the weekends. So, like, Good. Sunday is usually a day to myself, more or less. I'll still create content, but I won't 
like after I create content, I'm just kind of done. And yeah, like, gotcha. I just wow. put the phone away. It's so nice to unplug too once in a while. And... Yeah, and then those walks help a lot. Good. Yeah, that posture. Keep the yeah. thoughts flowing. <laughs> Philosopher posture. Dude, I've I've quite enjoyed starting to do that as well. Um, but I wanted to round this up. And does the lot like you know the big audience that you've created over the last six months? Does it make a difference? And does it change who you are, or is it just kind of show? Um, it, maybe a potential that you're capable. Yeah, of? I mean, I think it's a sign for good things to come and i you know the acting game is really my game that's really the primary focus the financial literacy stuff is a complementary uh thing to it right so the acting game is always the primary focus so i i'm excited when things kind of somewhat normalize as much as they can i'm excited to see how this attention can then uh can bring out uh other options and opportunities yeah well keep at it it's more important now than ever it's just like oh, yeah. that split second attention is lo yeah. as long as it helps one person oh for sure for sure good well i get plenty of laughs out of your acting account and then i also <laughs> get the knowledge out of your financial literacy one good. so good that makes me feel good making Perfect you guys bit. feel good makes me feel good <laughs> that's it man well i'm sure you're gonna keep getting those messages those emails and that's kind of why you do it right so yes um and then the money just kind of follows you hear that everywhere but it's like well once you figure it out for you and how it works yeah. in your heart, maybe that is how it works. For sure. For sure. I've had this thought recently that I just thought like, you know, imagine everyone is born to become a creator and then I the mean, narrative. Yeah. But in, in their own way, like, right. Not everyone's going to be an artist that paints. There's, there's art. I believe there's art in every profession and there's, Everything. Cre there's creativity in every profession. Right. It's like the systems that we create in, in any yeah. industry is, is the art of that. So I completely agree that everybody at some level of their core is, is some type of a creator, but they don't Good. always get the, uh, the encouragement. No, they don't because we're all brought in to become consumers. So it's yeah. like the ones that can break free of the consumerism and kind of yeah. realize that they have that power. For sure. This, yeah, interesting model. Anyways, um, awesome. Is there any, uh, any question or subject that I didn't ask that you wanted to touch on while you have the time or? Um, no, I think we touched every single base that we could have e-commerce, yeah. investing, acting, social media. That was fantastic, man. Sales touched fun. everything except a girl. That's right. A woman, woman, a woman, a woman. <laughs> we'll keep it. We'll keep it driver. I'll edit that whatever. part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, brother. Well, thanks so much. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram for acting and on TikTok for acting at the real Rahul Rai. You can find me for the financial literacy stuff on IG and uh, TikTok at the layman investor. You can shop my merch at www.rahulraiofficial.com slash shop. And uh, if you want to follow me on my blog, for the financial literacy stuff, www.thelaymaninvestor.com. That's awesome, and I want to. I will. I will definitely check out your blog. And are you posting like a, a blog post once a week, or are you once trying to do week, something yeah. small daily? No, once a week right now, nice. and then, uh, and then usually that's um, inspired by a comment or a DM or an email that I get. Cool. Yeah. And you know, so did, let... did you mention YouTube on there as well? YouTube, yes. Um, I don't know how those handles work. Yes, uh, YouTube. If you just search, um, oh, if you if you search, uh, I want to say the real Rahul Rai, you'll find me. If you search the layman investor, you'll definitely find find me. Perfect. Um, just give me a second. Actually, I have the information here. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just. Well, you know what? Yeah. In six months' time, I'm sure you'll have a good catalog on there too, and you'll just keep going. Yeah. The, the actor page is uh, Rahul Rai 316. 316. Okay, gotcha. Is that from Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day? <laughs> no, it's actually my birth date, March 16th. Ah, smart. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And then, the, and then the layman investor is the layman investor. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for making the time. Again, I appreciate it. And it's always good to chat always. with you and, and hear how you're doing. Same here. Same here. Stay well. Good. Thanks, man. You too. Any last piece of advice for the listeners? Uh, adapt. 
keep adapting. That's powerful. Those who are adaptable and flexible enough and self-aware and self-disciplined enough and have patience, they're, those are the ones that will win in the future. They have more fun playing the game of life. Oh, okay. 100%. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Ben. Yeah, take care. And that is our show, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into episode 51. I will put all of Raul's contact information or his links in the show notes so that you can go check those out if you want to go see what his content is. But I definitely recommend going to check him out. He's been tons of fun. He's a hilarious very genuine awesome guy and it's just fun to be be able to watch him grow over time uh, and be in that same finance community with him but you can find this podcast on apple podcast spotify google podcast breaker radio public and at anchor.fm slash highly invested if you found this valuable or if you learned anything please share with some like-minded individuals like-minded friends or individuals that you think might get some value out of it i just want to help spread the knowledge and make everyone a little bit more financially literate this is your host jordan highly signing off stay highly invested in yourselves everybody Till next time.